Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, a movie talk show and review podcast that comes your way every Saturday, whether you're ready for it or not, because we're on a quest to conquer the world one podcast listener at a time. And you're helping us out with that. So thank Especially you very this much. month. That's mm-hmm. right, because this is yes. Listener Request Month. It's yes. your month. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, like we'd like to say, this is your fault. Yep. <laughs> yep. Whatever comes up, this is your doing. Mm-hmm. You've uh, no one to blame but yourself. Yeah, we are just whatever uh, our opinions are about the movies that you fault. picked, it's still your fault. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, we got a lot of mailbag this week. I knew, uh, I knew we would. Is, I knew we would. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I suppose we should introduce ourselves. These are the Internet Radio Superstars: Michaela, Holly, Sean, and I'm Colin. And tonight, uh, we watched the first of four movies that were chosen by you, you. last you. month. So thanks for submitting your suggestions and for voting. Yes. So what yeah. did we watch tonight? Tonight we watched The Fly. 1986. Mm-hmm. Not the original. Not the original. The remake by David Cronenberg. By David Cronenberg. Remakes and horror remakes. This one occupies a special kind of place, I think, in remake, uh, horror remake. Yeah. Uh, it should. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. in my top 10 horror movies. Give me, mm-hmm. oh, top 10 horror movies? Top 10 horror movies. Well, that this, might be true. This is a this pretty is good iconic. movie. This is solid one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we did a long time ago. I think we listed our top 10. Either movies or horror movies at one point. We did, and I guarantee mine have drastically changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mine are pretty much stasis. This is one of my best. Sean's are all sequels. Horror remakes. (laughs) What do you got? Best horror remakes. This is. This is up there. Oh, this is top three. But I mean, the thing. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. John Carpenter's the thing. There's there's three, four. Oh, that's right. John Carpenter's the thing. Yes. Um. Uh. The Evil Dead 2013. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Yeah. That's a that's a hell of a top three right there. I would say. Yeah. What else we got? See, I feel like we're missing some obvious. I should have thought about remakes. I'd put we the blob in there. Obvious. I guess the oh, the, oh, the, oh, blob, the blob. Yes. The blob. Honestly, my bloody Valentine remake is on par really with good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really it's good. good. It's yeah. a different type of movie, yeah. but it's good. Yes. And that one. That one is different for me though because like. It, I don't like it better than the original. I like them equally. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel too. That's I feel like yeah. they're equally as good, like, but they scratch yeah. different. Like itches, the Blob, you know? I like the remake. The Thing, I like the remake. Yeah. But that one, I'm like, they're about even to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I like both of those. Yeah. Is that the thing about remakes? I mean, do we judge them on sometimes like how uh, much fidelity they have to the original? That's or... always part of it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's always part of it. it. You can judge them as just a movie, sure. But mm-hmm. I think in everyone's mind, if you know that it is a remake, you are. Comparing it to that at some yeah. level. It either but has to be as good or better. That's Colin yeah. would always say mm-hmm. if you're going to do a remake, you have to do, you have better to do it better than the first one. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. Which is why you should be remaking bad movies, not good movies. Yeah. Because, because the bar, the bar is, is lower. lower. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Night of the Leapus. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the Kingdom remake. Of the Give me the remake. Right? Yeah. With old William Shatner, Rack Hansen. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if he, he has they to do. They're, they're back. Yeah. Right. They, they've been dormant all this He's the time. Only man Give him the Halloween 2018 <laughs> oh, treatment so you, to Kingdom of the Spiders. So you, so you want a sequel? Uh, I want, yeah. You don't yes. want a remake. Yes. You want a sequel. I want a legacy sequel of Kingdom of the Spiders. I think there is one. Didn't one just. Come King out like Kingdom of the Spiders. I thought Kingdom no of the Spiders two. 
I could be off on this. I'm having a fever dream, I'm maybe. With the shack? Like, with, no, he's not in it. See, that's what I, I, I want the shack. Within the last oh, yeah. year. Yeah. Well, you can't just drop this on us too? that you thought well, no, you heard of You know about. Sally Hardesty in this new Texas Chainsaw movie? I want that to be William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The spiders I remember remake. with the yeah, spiders. Yeah, but not as thrown over. in garbage. But yeah, not fucking thrown away. <laughs> uh, doesn't get literally thrown into garbage. Speaking of fucking remakes. Yeah. Legacy sequels. God damn it. Well, I mean, I don't like it when... Well, see, this. I guess maybe it's a gray area because I was sitting there watching this tonight and I'm like, I've seen the 1956, 58, 56, The Fly with uh, Vincent Price. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I mean, thematically, there's similar stuff going on here and there's some story points, but not really. I mean, when you watch The Thing... Versus the old thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very different very movies. Different. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's literally a living vegetable and ice. They say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when I see like the Black Christmas, what was it? twenty twenty The yeah. latest one. 2018, 2019. <laughs> yeah. One? Where they just kind of throw away the plot of the first one. You're like, well, this doesn't have anything to do with it at right. all, but it yeah. has the title. Then I'm kind of like offended by the fact that you're, there's another movie with that title that has right. nothing to do you're with. you're just calling it that for namesake. Yeah. At least the 2006. Yeah. One you know what? Had, that one's not know. looking so bad right now. Yeah, that one might need a revisit <laughs> yeah. just for perspective. Yeah. Maybe it's a House of Wax situation. We revisit and we're like, oh, right? this is the movie of the decade. Right? We can add another mm-hmm. one to that collection. I just remember all the people in that one being very nasty. Okay, wait, yes. we're talking about yeah. The Fly. It's yeah, The Fly. Um, Cronenberg's The Fly. Where's David Cronenberg coming from at this point? Oh, man. The way Drum? that I remember, Videodrome was 83. Okay. So I want to say, was that the movie that he had done prior to this? In my memory, because I grew up during this period, right? I remember David Cronenberg was the guy who did Scanners. That was a yeah. big... When, like, was, when was Scanners? That was Looking like 81... Maybe 80, 81, it feels like. And then um, Videodrome. But before that, he'd done movies uh, like Shivers, where they came from within. And he had done The Brood. And he had done, thank you, and Rabbit. Prior to that. And then... And then it was like, okay, then he did The Fly. And The Fly mm-hmm. was like his first big uh, like studio movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was like, after that, his next movie, if I remember correctly, was Dead Ringers. And then you're like, mm-hmm. David Cronenberg, I thought you were I thought you were one of us. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're and the horror Eastern film. And then Promises comes along. Yeah. Well, much later. Yeah. M-, M. Butterfly was the one that really kind of yeah. throws you for like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Lunch. he changed his the trajectory of his career. Sure. I think Dead Ringers kind of gave him a different cachet and he moved into like serious art house, you mm-hmm. know, serious filmmaking. Yeah. Right? Before oh my that, God. It was yeah. Like- he got real weird in recent years, <laughs> like weird as in weird for Cronenberg because it's normal. Like, uh, <laughs> what was that Carl, Carl Young movie he did? A dangerous oh, method. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I was gonna Real say Cronenberg got weird with that. What are you talking? About? I mean, like <laughs> weird isn't like he got buttoned up. Like, right, yeah. You know, like, yeah. He, he became like a normal director. This all was of a sudden, clean Elvis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Map to the stars, right? Yeah, or Cosmopolis. Yeah. Yes, uh, exactly. I did like Spider. Spider with uh, Ray Fiennes. I like yeah. that one. Um, I'm always surprised. Every time I watch A History of Violence and Eastern Promises, how yeah. much I like those movies. Because yeah. I feel like I shouldn't like... The subject matter is rough at times. Yeah. And I'm just like, they're really they're good. good. They're really good. They're not movies that I like to revisit, but they're really good. Well, History yeah, of Violence exactly. is great. And History of yeah. Violence yeah. like kind of attracted... You know, that was his third his third career. Yeah. It felt like was, you know, History of Violence. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he did every once in a while. You know, there was uh, Existence and now Crimes of the Future. Kind I of like those Ex- movies Existence. that tap back into like mm-hmm. what you think 
think of his old Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like his Sam Raimi doing Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's, that's a great analogy. <laughs> Extends looks like some '90s ash. It is, and uh-huh. that's what makes it delightful. But it's, <laughs> it's been on my list for a long time. We'll watch it soon. Oh, getting, a getting game designer roots. on the run from assassins. All yes, I need to know. Yeah, <laughs> and Jude Law and what Jennifer. Jason, Jason, Lee. Jason Lee. I was yeah. like, Jeff McConnelly, oh, yeah. Jason Lee. I can't Ian remember which one. It? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. It's, it's a weird one. Yeah. You know, but it's then I weird. think, you know, Crimes of the Future, his new one, is also Cronenberg weird. But I mean, okay, yes. everyone says it's weird, but no one says that if that movie's good or not. Everyone's okay. like, it's think, weird. Yeah, it's, okay, but I need more than like, it's weird. Especially when you're talking about Cronenberg. I'm like, okay, well, which Cronenberg weird are we yeah, talking? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Existence weird. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I liked it, but, and I guess to you guys, I would recommend it, like, mm. flat out, because it's a Cronenberg movie. You know what to expect. For, I think ears all over his body. Other mm-hmm. folks, mm-hmm. yeah, he like, yeah. Uh, he, it, it's performance art that he grows organs. It's a, a strange, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, interesting. I'm interested. It sounds <laughs> yeah. interesting. Um, but yeah, so at this point in time, I think it was a weird choice for David Cronenberg to do a remake, you know, mm-hmm. because I think, you know, a lot of these guys, because to me, he was in the company of like John Carpenter and Wes Craven and George Romero or Toby Hooper or something like mm-hmm. that. He was in that kind of group and then mm-hmm. he kind of broke off. This is like, you know, this is the Dead Ringers was the departure and then he sure. formed his own lane, it seems like. Um but yeah, to do a remake, where you not... this is Paul McCartney doing Wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, how many of you, I guess, have seen uh, the original The Fly? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while, but yep. Yeah, I don't think I've yeah. seen. I don't think I've seen it since like film, like film class in college. Yeah. But yeah, and I've seen the Trios of Horror segment basically right. yeah, yeah. many, 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 many times because everybody remembers the, the kid. yeah the, the end because, scene. Well, and he has the like it's Bart and the Fly switch like body parts basically they just switch heads so yeah. it's bart with a fly head and it was just super right. horrifying and then <laughs> the fly has little bart head flying around <laughs> yeah which is which is oh, yeah, funny i, I yeah. totally forgot about that until yeah. we were watching yeah it. yeah it's like that's that's the fly that i want but yeah. i forgot the simpsons did yep, that the simpsons yeah. did it. Yep. well that one it seems to me that you know like i remember it as being kind of like one of the schlock uh 20th century fox you know like 50s mm-hmm. um atomic monster movies yes. yeah um, but when you watch it again, it's like that one does have, you know, it's in color and widescreen. So it's like, oh, this was actually like a prestige, you know, movie mm-hmm. that they put out like a legit, you know, Fox were standing behind this yes. uh, movie and it plays like a mystery. Like, you don't know what actually, I mean, I suppose the title gives it away, doesn't but you don't start, know what happened. Doesn't it start with, like, they come in? And they find the body. Yeah, yeah. after everything's yeah. been happened. He's yeah, crushed crush. himself yeah, in, a, yeah. in, a, in a press. I feel yes. like I watched it during... Like a, a union of like what were all the movies that Tim Burton stole from? I think mm. it was when yeah. I watched it. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because German um, cinema, all mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But it's. I mean, I guess that's my memory of it. You know, mm-hmm. is that it's a whodunit kind or not a whodunit, but like what happened? Oh, well, yeah, what happened leading up to yeah. this, and then um, because I think the guy, I don't remember if it was a transporter. That he was or teleporter that he There's was a developing. Box. I forgot. I think it is like uh, a clear box he's in. Yeah, so, it, so it is some kind of teleporter. Something. He yeah. gets mixed with a fly somehow, but in the 1950s, uh, the only way that they, they didn't could know really... fusion or yeah. they couldn't think of that. So they're just like, we'll swap body parts. He gets a fly head and a claw. 
Yeah, for some reason, because flies have claws, apparently. And uh, the body and arm go on to the fly. Yeah. And so then they're always looking around for that fly, right? Yes. It's like, we got to find the fly because yes. it's got his head on it. Um, but you don't find that out, I think, why they're looking for this fly for yes. like the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's an interesting movie. And if you haven't seen it, you should probably check it yeah. out. But um, So in this one, now we're in the age of... Um, Genetics, mm-hmm. yes. right? So Cronenberg yeah. can Future. go like a, a a different way with this. Um, who's in the movie? Jeff Goldblum, the one and only, the mm-hmm. the flyest actor ever. <laughs> like perfect casting, <laughs> perfect. Uh, perfect, just based on eyes alone and his movements. And he's he's great. He's mm-hmm. so good. You should have had an Oscar for this. He should have had he, an Oscar for this, especially like as the transition happens, and he's still Jeff Goldblum under the makeup. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. you can still see all his weird facial his tics, tics and all yeah. this under the makeup. That where he does that like, the last time you saw a movie like that, where he does like that Jeff Bloom like side eye, like he's thinking, but yeah. you can see him doing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it. Genius. He truly is Brundle Fly. He really yeah. is Brundle Fly. A true combination of yeah. both. I just feel like nowadays, like, like I am guess I'm trying to think of something similar, like the Davy Jones guy in like, the Pirates movies. Oh, That's yeah. all like CG on his face. Yeah. So it's like there is no actor. There might as well not be an actor. The whole character might as well be CG because it's like what facial expressions are even reading at that point when the well, whole face is Well, now it's all performance capture. And mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. you know, I mean... I suppose in some ways you're getting the same, uh, okay, well, you're getting a result that's mm-hmm. trying yeah. to give you like, okay, here's this character and it's a the thing that you're yeah. looking and at. And if you, you see, see like, see the, the, like the making of side by sides when they show exactly like the motion capture, like it's still mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Cause oh, the, it's very impressive. The movements are copied like exact. So it's still pretty cool. But, but this is like with practical makeup. Yeah. Like it's right. just so. And there is something, uh, again, with practical, like being there. Yeah. Uh, um, being the actor under the makeup yeah. to have, using yeah. and using yes, it to have at that, the moment. Like, not to have it added later or anything right to have it, like that layer of prosthetic right. and still be able to emote that's impressive well, channel the suffering it, yeah. yeah like Jim Carrey did with the Grinch or whatever yeah, yeah. Like he was yeah. apparently yeah. a terrorist on that set yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a horrible movie um, it is a horrible movie <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> it's a really <laughs> unpleasant movie but it for really him to, but for them to be able to like as an actor to be able to use that the physicality of having all those things on him especially um, it being Jeff Goldblum and mm-hmm. the way he uses it in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's, a th- I'm, I was trying, you know, to think of like a performance where like uh, an actor kind of gets buried under it. Cause it seems to me that, you know, I've watched enough behind the scenes stuff of other movies where, the mask, you know, they, or mask. they uh, makeup effects guys, <laughs> elephant, elephant man, uh, <laughs> Another movie that's related to this one, but I guess we'll get to that. Um, But it's always like the actor sits in the chair, right? And they build this thing up on them. Mm -hmm. And at some point, they're looking at themselves in the mirror, and then they start moving their face around. Because I think with all that shit on your face, you know, I mean, you think of the weight and just like how... I mean, it's flexible, but it's still more rigid than your skin. Yes. You're trying to project uh, an emotion through it. So you have to over exaggerate Mm -hmm. kind of your face in order to for it to read on camera. Yeah. Yeah. Two really good uh, examples of this in Elvis. (laughs) Because Uh, Austin Butler's got a ton of makeup on, but Tom Hanks in the crazy Colonel Parker get up Mm -hmm. like is 
is pretty nuts makeup yeah, job on him. He's playing to the background. Yeah, yeah he sure is. I thought like uh, probably we haven't we haven't lived through the Oscars yet at this point, uh-huh. but I'm like the whoever did the penguin makeup. Oh my god! In, yes. Uh, the mm-hmm. Batman that was is, remarkable. Yeah. is impressive. And you can, when you're watching Colin Farrell, like, cause he is doing a performance underneath all that shit yeah, of right. this specific character, yeah. you know? Uh, so he's able to do it. But I think like, that's where I think we have to give that credit. And I think we are to Jeff Goldblum for pulling mm-hmm. this off like this. Cause he has like this, this transformation that he goes through. Mm-hmm. So there's stages, yep. which I assume in the acting process, you kind of break that down as like, okay, this is stage one, you know, Brundle fly right. stage two. And so you work out like he can be in a whole mindset to do those portions right. and then move on. As right. He has down. to like, gauge how far gone he is at each point. And yeah. you have yeah. to like you have there's different movement. I think like, you right. know, he knows eventually that you're going to go to like he's all gonna, this like, kind of ticking, jittery, you know, fly ticking. Yes. Yeah. But also like he's also in different stages of acceptance and sadness during yes. this whole process. Mm-hmm. You know, like at one point he's melting down he's like his life is over and then another point he's like hey look what i learned today yeah. you know yeah. like it's yeah. just very he, up and down he has to act the human and the fly part of yeah this. it's it, impressive it, yes i know I, I i seriously do when i say this and i mean like i think that this is one of the great injustices of the academy awards yeah oh yeah the only didn't. reason they didn't is because this movie's too gross it's too gross for the even Academy though it, it won award. the Oscar for the effects in that year because that's you can like it, that makes sense like yeah. no one's gonna think anything of like a gross horror movie getting an effects award it's like of course it is you know yeah. like but, it's the acceptable but the, one the, the the horror shunning at yeah. the Oscars for a performance like this was yeah. deep at this point yeah. yeah I wonder because I'm trying to think well the Exorcist obviously was up for an Oscar in, in the 70s right and yeah. then um, Silence of the Lambs won everything but I think yeah. Silence of the Lambs got by because it's they're like it's very prestige yeah very prestige it also felt more yeah. I mean there were no flies in it but also felt more like real yeah to say, yeah. To say it's the, a grounded movie yeah, more yeah. grounded yeah, than sure. obviously the fly would be yes and maybe um, the Exorcist has a little bit of that too that yeah. it still feels grounded but I think it's you know, that's a supernatural that people by and large seem to believe in yeah, enough to true. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's not like, okay, this guy's gonna turn into a giant fly during right. movie. Yeah, there's so, no religion that incorporates that, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we'll you, find just, out. you have to die to transform. There might be by the I think, end of the episode. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, uh I remember um because uh Jeremy Irons um he worked for Cronenberg uh, with dead ringers and that's also tricky because like i mean that's another one of those parts where it was mm-hmm. like I mean, you did it in the fly and then you got to do this like with dead ringers where the guy's got to play two completely different people yep. yeah uh in scenes with himself mm-hmm. you know he's playing these twin mm-hmm. gynecologist uh brothers mm-hmm. and i remember he won the oscar the following year for reversal of fortune mm-hmm. and when he went up to collect his oscar he gave a shout out to David Cronenberg because cool. I think it was like, yeah, you got overlooked. Right. <laughs> yeah. It probably should have been nominated for, you know, either yeah. directing or, you know, he should have been mm-hmm. up for uh, acting. Oscar. For the, yeah. The for way the they, they give, you know, score the awards, in yeah. the, like Howard Shore should have been nominated mm-hmm. for an Oscar for this. Score. Yeah. If he wasn't, I don't know, but mm-hmm. should have won. I think, too, in like the pantheon of great horror scores, this movie does not get brought up enough. 
right? Probably like not. everyone immediately thinks Carpenter stuff or whatever, you know, for that Friday the 13th, whatever. Yeah. Howard Shore, man. This is, yeah, this should be in the conversation more. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. definitely. This is, it's, it ends up being one of the most like devastating scores mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Howard Shore has very like lush and like layered scores. Like yeah. I, I like I, I I mean the Lord of the Rings soundtracks are incredible, mm. but yeah, you know, like he's everything is that, depth. that. Yeah. yeah, he's mm-hmm. remarkable. But I think he's done all nearly all of David Cronenberg's like so he's cool. he's done a lot of David Cronenberg stuff, let's put it that way. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. I can't say if it's everything, but he was like the standby guy for Cronenberg. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then he was also I remember like every single serial killer movie that came out in the nineties was Howard Shore was the serial killer guy. He could do seven or silence of the lambs or copycat. Did he do copycat? I was going to say, did he do copycat? What was the other movie we watched? Um, where the girl stuck in the tank at the end. Uh, yeah. Is that Howard Shore? I don't think, was that Howard Shore? The cell, cute. the cell. That's, that's oh. not, not cute. I was like, cute. What are you talking cell? about? Yeah. That might've that been Howard Shore too. Wasn't that Howard Shore? I think it was Howard Shore. Because we were all just like, <laughs> This all this sounds like every serial killer movie. Mm-hmm. So all my picks got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know. I was just. I think the uh, the the usual descriptor that I hear with this score is operatic. Yeah. Um, because I mean, when it starts, you know, right after the 20th Century Fox logo, there's this big you know fanfare kind of bringing you into the the into the fly. Yeah, and, and, like you are about to see a movie. <laughs> yeah, and a whole like overture yeah. over the opening credits of the of the movie, and Which I like gets you in the mood. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys have probably heard this, but I believe that the fly was turned into an opera. Oh. I'm just remember. imagining the opera from opera, Dario Dento's opera, <laughs> and how weird that version of, uh, was it Macbeth? Yeah. Yeah, and like there's like a crashed airplane and like a like suit of armor and a gun. <laughs> it, I'm imagining that's how weird like, that Bob would be. Lerman's. Yeah, yes. I don't know who directed it. <laughs> but the Fly I, is an opera in two acts by Canadian composer Howard Shore. There you go. There we go. Get, get okay. that money. Yeah. With get a, it, Howard. With a libretto by David Henry Huang. Uh, commissioned in Paris, France, premiered in 2008. Yeah. Interesting. Loosely based on The Fly by David Cronenberg. Yeah, well, how how I mean, gross does it get? <laughs> interesting. Probably, I'm sh- assuming it's the same plot structure, you know, like... Uh, it's like The, the Fly the, meets yeah. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, I'm just picturing they're drawing, like, some black lines on his face, and that's, like, the equivalent of his transformation, you know? I like, I'm sure it's very go- tame. I just want the goggles. Yeah. Just, like, fly goggles. <laughs> True. I wonder if you can get that album somewhere. Well, you have the album for, I guess, the movie, but... <laughs> um, okay, and Gina Davis is also yeah. in this movie? Yes. Um, she was famously dating uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Goldblum either at the time of the movie. I think they started dating during the movie. Mm-hmm. Did they meet? They did three movies together, if I remember I correctly. So. They did um, Transylvania 6 5000, mm-hmm. <laughs> which might have been where yeah. they met. Is that where she's, she had And uh, Earth Girls yes. Are Easy. Uh, and I've Earth Girls Are yeah. Easy. Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah. yeah, which I think was after this. That might have been 88, and I might be off on my dates. That? I feel but, like it was before this. But I know they did three together, because yeah. they were, you know, like a power couple in Hollywood at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess, is there anybody else to speak of? I mean, John I guess Getz. it's uh, John Getz is the third um, lead. Yeah. The lead supporting. Supporting. He's a supporter. But he's the, the third leg of this uh, romantic triangle i guess that we have going on here do we have a romantic triangle is this a love story what is the fly 
uh, I mean, it's a complicated triangle as far as like feelings go, but it's pretty much just Gina Davis only has feelings for Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those triangles where one points way yeah. farther away than the other but they two. They used yeah. to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, and he'd still like them to be a thing, right? So there are feelings, exactly, an emotional triangle. Yes. Yeah, yes, if nothing else, mm-hmm. That's, that works. I've been an emotional rom. <laughs> I'm usually. <laughs> Well, the movie is mostly a tragedy, I guess, is the other thing. All yeah. great operas should be. Um, mm-hmm. True. That's where you get the emotion. Mm-hmm. So the, the, and a cameo by David Cronenberg himself. That's right. <laughs> Playing a gynecologist, which I suppose is then why he was like, you know, I should make a movie about this. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, I guess we could talk about the plot um, or... I don't know. I mean, to be honest, there's not a ton of plot to this movie, if you think about it. Like, I mean, really, that's that's pretty slam, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty no, much yeah. like it a thing a happens. It's a stretched over two Yeah, hours. yeah, yeah. But, but it does, well. it, yeah, yeah, but it does get And there's like almost, I was surprised watching it this time at how small the cast is and how there's like two locations in this yeah. movie. Like, how this it is very like small. There's like a like play slash opera. Yeah. Like, it makes sense that it works for the stage because yes. there's a lot happening in a small space. Right, lights go up and you get two... Two uh, pods mm-hmm. on the stage, and then just like, oh, your interest mm-hmm. peaked, and then you go yeah. from there. Like you can have entrances, lots from of fog the machine, right? Again, mm-hmm. uh, it reminds me, and I've, I've told this story before, I think, on here when we've talked about the fly before. But the first time I ever, um, uh, well, I'll say, came in contact with the fly, Universal Studios <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> Around the time I got slimed, just to, as a callback. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Glad <laughs> we got had, the slime timeline down. Uh, but they had, um, I mean, it's a, it's a movie studio, so they had a special effects. Um, ride technically you'd go on and sit in a crowd and they would do a bunch of special effects and like fully design and everything and one of the things was um, they had the Getting- two pods on stage oh. up there. and so and you cer- got vomited on by a fly no but at a certain <laughs> point like one of them open up the fog comes out and all you see is a bits of the fly reaching towards you oh nice that's off. pretty cool like no it was a great special effects yeah. like show it was awesome in my, in my mind of the life of Sean it's just you getting slimed on in various different things but getting slimed and you're right. just like how does this keep happening this is why like, I can't yeah. I can't listen or watch the slime right. the vomit in this yeah. movie. Like, like that's- it's too personal I can't yeah, like it's you getting slimed at Nickelodeon, and then it's you getting slimed at the fly, and then you're just at the grocery store, you just get slimed for no reason. Slime, yep. Yeah, that's, I like this. That's my movie. <laughs> it's like not again. <laughs> God damn it! Well, I got some trivia for you on those pods. Uh, David Cronenberg, big racing fan, apparently. Like I don't know if you. I would see David Cronenberg Horse, is like dog, a car? he's a real wild motorcycle. Thing, isn't he? Well, oh. and and cars because his. Oh, I was um, gonna say like Indy Five Hundred, yeah. <laughs> right? Like he's a NASCAR guy or something. Yeah. All right. So what if I told you that? You have, that we have collectively forgotten about a David Cronenberg movie. Oh. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. What yeah. is it? it? It's called Fast Company, and it's about a race car driver. Oh, I thought you were going to say Crash. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Crash. Yeah, yeah, crash. Right. I was like, I know. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Crash, yeah. So he's always been kind of interested in speed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you get characters like Rabbit. She's a motorcycle uh, racer, right? Sure, sure. Um, but the, I guess the pods... Uh, he actually, they were inspired by a car, motorcycle carburetor. 
Oh, that makes oh. sense. That's what that they makes just sense. Turn, on yeah. Each side. Yes. Yeah, with the fins on them and all that. So I that thought was it was going to be a, like a Daylight or something from <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that, what it looks like. that makes sense. That is those ridges and everything. Yeah, yeah, the fins, as you say, look very familiar. Okay. I think that's also an opportunity. We got to uh, uh, give a shout out to Carol Spear. She's the um, production designer yes. on a lot of David Cronenberg's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she passed away within the last couple of years, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Well, thank you but, to her. She's yeah. done a lot of a lot of his movies, a lot of she other people's really movies. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean because you're saying it, it takes place basically, for the most part, in like one location and yeah. a couple yeah. apartments. You know, um, the design of his um, like it's not a studio; it's like it's a like warehouse. A it's a loft. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like his. It's like his. Um, like personal laboratory, but also his apartment. It's mm-hmm. an abandoned building. Yeah. Yes, so very large, so, mm-hmm. pi- exposed pipes and walls mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, it's like the the property they buy in Ghost. Right. Yes. It's like that. Less sophisticated. But yeah. 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 But nice open floor plan. Yeah. So you can yeah. move your yep. camera around. Yeah, you can move your teleportation. It's a movie house. Yeah. Can you imagine what they could have done with that one? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. Man. Patrick well, Swayze would have made that so pretty. <laughs> He's a uh, scientist who works yeah. for. I love uh, how this opens at the at the event where it's like the the, the science. Party? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but is it? It's a party, but it's like um. Is it for scientists? Yeah, is it's it, an event for scientists. It's like they're yeah. showing off. Uh, it's like a talent show for scientists. It's, uh, it's an expo. Which, yeah, an expo. An expo. Thank, Thank you. you. An expo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm like, what the fuck word am I looking for? Yeah, the only expo. way I got to that was like, what did Tony Stark do? It was yeah. an expo. <laughs> an expo. Yeah. Right. The good old days of the, the World Expo. Right. Science World Expo. expo or, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I love the way this plays out because he's just like, like, it just cuts right to Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum. And he's like, I'm going to change the world. And she was like. Everyone here says that, and he's like, "But I'm really going to cut to them going to his apartment." Yeah, yeah. I was Get like, right "That easy, the best pickup yeah. that easy." Yeah, the, the the scripting, you know, is another thing I guess to call out about this movie. It's like it's really well. The first line is like, "What am I working on? I'm working on something that's going to change the course mm-hmm. of you know, you know history." As we know it, <laughs> it gets to the point, and I like that. And you're always kind of intrigued, and you know, it's like, "Well, what what yeah. is he working on? What is this going to be?" Yeah. Um, and like the whole scene, how it pans out at his apartment, like he walks, like it's super creepy because. It's like an abandoned building with a big metal door, mm-hmm. and it's like, like a padlock. And, and, a giant padlock. Yeah. and even Sean pointed out, he's like, "Well, this is the scariest thing, like so right, this far." This is scarier yeah. than getting up there and being <laughs> right. like yeah. science experiment. This, is, like, this yeah. man luring you to his abandoned. That's building. terrifying. But then they get inside, and he like instantly sits down at his piano and starts playing. And I'm like, "Well, I'm seduced by this guy. <laughs> like, this is great." But he drops a key piece of information on this car ride, though. He has motion sickness mm. and always has. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it seems like he can't even handle like a five minute car ride. It yeah. Seems pretty rough. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I get motion sick, but I can ride in a car. Yeah, not in the back though. He got <laughs> yeah. sick on a tricycle. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. he has uh, taken that into account in his experiments, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's found a way to solve it. Yeah, that was it, right? It was like I get I get motion sick, so I want to so be able to get from here to there everywhere. without <laughs> moving. Simple, like, but here's, here's simple, my first yeah. question of this movie how how does he how is he going to make this work? Be, like with the like the pods work, but what is he just going to move these pods to wherever he needs to be all the time? Well, this I mean, this is the very beginning. Point yeah, he's right, gonna, right. But, the, but the, they jumped the conclusion so quickly because she's like, "You'll never have to drive or fly again," and it's like, "Well, eventually, yeah, yeah, eventually. yeah like twenty right. years eventually. now, maybe. yeah, but it's, it's going like, to no, take some time. This is not yes. like an instant solve here. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's got to take a huge pod and put it. That's what gro- I'm saying. At like, the grocery store, yeah. Yeah. right? So it's like already at the grocery store. Can I keep this here? It's like like sure, Bell Bell invented the telephone, but other people needed a phone. Yeah, exactly. You know. 
Did Star Trek come up with like the whole idea that to teleport you got to be like broken down and reassembled at like the other end or whatever? I mean, that's kind of what I, it's doing here. I mean, I that was where that comes. From. I was like, that's in Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. as we discover how uh, technology works and what we do with information, and I mean, they just uh, relate it to information because mm-hmm. you know when we're sending information between computers, it's broken down into some form or another mm-hmm. and sent to another one. So you take that principle, apply it to right. something a little bit bigger and there you go yeah. it will be broken down and restructured over like here. i said willy wonk at the chocolate bar yep. yeah information mm-hmm. yeah i wrote a stephen king story once i want to say it was called the lurch and it had the most horrifying because he was like the only guy or the first guy that came up with this i'm like oh that's right that'd be terrifying but it was like kind of a i think it was a you know a space journey or something where i don't think people were torn apart put back together Mm -hmm. but what nobody ever seems to really consider is like well what effect does that have psychologically on you right and to him in like in in the story it's like the interval is like time stops it goes on forever so when you come out the other side even though it's instant uh you're like insane like everybody would come out would be go insane right and it's like how come like what's going on yeah we're there forever i was was thinking about that when we were watching this because obviously his biggest thing was was trying to transport you know living tissue and i'm like yeah but what about your consciousness right how do you transport that how is that and how do you trust a computer to put you back together right? Right. right. Like you can only well, again, the computer only knows what you tell it. He says so in the movie. Right, right. So if you didn't tell him the complete yeah, all instructions your to putting you back yeah. together, like this mm-hmm. yeah, yeah there's certain things it's not gonna know. Like yeah, it's gotta you put can, your brain back right. together. You man. can transfer tissue all you want, but like you can think about this forever. Yeah. And just be like, Whoa. It's terrifying. Magnetic <laughs> he fields did this. and whatever you have going on, the body generates and you put it together. Right. We all the brain like waves that. are out oh, of yeah. sync. And, but, oh, yeah. but yeah, like, <laughs> just because the brain's like taken apart and then reassembled doesn't mean all the memories and information is still intact. Exactly. You know? yeah, how so do you like, know that's going to be there yeah. when you go through? Well, you're, mm-hmm. well I suppose well, you're, mm-hmm. sem- you're assuming that if everything goes back in the right place, all the connections should be there. But whether or not I don't know. Uh, yeah. you, know, you got a smart this computer you, that tells yeah. you to put yeah. my synapse right back to where it was before. Yeah, and that this is the retriever of this information. Yeah. Instead of yeah. And there's a here. lot of consciousness that science can't explain. Yeah. So it's just it's true. But I like that it fixed his depression for a little bit. <laughs> I was like, that's it. I was like, okay, it doesn't seem so bad. Like he seems like he's enjoying life right now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, put me in a tube. Those serotonin receptors I, got right? connected when he got rearranged. Like, he's fucking high right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you put that together better? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like when people get all up on about microchips controlling us and whatnot. Go ahead. You know what? Maybe maybe fix that serotonin that's floating around up there you that know, my body do doesn't want to receive. Right? Yeah, you know what? If you people yeah, think a microchip's going to be able to like stop your body, what? let's yeah. go the opposite way. What yeah. else can it do? Yeah. These are the bump fears my, that old people yeah. have. Bump up my brain capacity a little yeah. bit. Give me a yeah. little boost, you know? Let's go back to Johnny Mnemonic and put fucking hard <laughs> yeah, drives in seriously. our head. Seriously, yeah. Give I mean, me some confidence. This, yeah. is, this is probably a concept for a movie somewhere oh. in here. Right? Uh, isn't we isn't we can mind this. this movie and they're like, the, oh, we can use 100% of our brains. Bradley yeah. Cooper takes a pill with us or something. Yeah, right? but with yeah. teleportation, we'll take that part from the fly and we'll, okay. <laughs> but why do we need to teleport <laughs> if we have all these abilities in our brain because if you can be taken apart and put back together somewhere else yeah. and i mean that's a part of the... i don't want to get out of my fucking bed yeah. and go to the grocery store <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes it's as simple you see, as that you need a bed-sized one you need to be able to wheel your whole bed into I the teleporter 
cover up the bed, transport <laughs> yeah. me, yeah. and then. Well, no, that's uh, what, what's the Bruce Willis? I keep thinking it's passengers, but that's not it. Um, surrogates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Stay, stay tuned someday. <laughs> <laughs> surrogates. Oh, boy, you yes. can go places without leaving your home. And you then go to the strip club. That's Oculus like the first thing Rift. He does. I mean, that's barely fun to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ready to play a surrogate one, in a no. Mm-hmm. Um. But a love story develops between these two. She's the journalist. He's the scientist. Yes, you did call this the remote, most romantic horror movie you've ever seen, Colin. Last week. Is it true? It's. I think it's up there. It's a. Lo- it's definitely it's uh, a love story. It's a love story. She I'm goes a romantic, the distance for him. I'm, eh, but I'm love little, story, yes. I'm a little fuzzy on the timeline of this movie, which makes it hard for me to believe it's true love. Ah, love doesn't adhere to a timeline, Holly. Just <laughs> uh, go with it. That must be my problem. <laughs> I think. So. <laughs> I think so, Holly. Okay, you're just on a timeline. Glad we nailed that down. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to be. <laughs> Maybe it's because okay, so I was thinking about that. I'm like, all right. So are we talking? It's uh, it's a, a blossoming blossoming romance that's intersected by tragedy, and I think yeah. maybe it's because the emotional weight of the by the end helped along by Howard Shore yes mm-hmm. and Chris Wallace who we're going to have to talk about and at Jeff some Goldblum's point. Changing body exactly <laughs> uh, it has such Gina a Davis is bad crying very She's bad not crying. great not what I believed it you didn't believe it. No, because she was talking with the same inflection, but tears were coming down her face. So, no, I was not buying it. Oh, man. I thought that was some powerful acting mm-hmm. that she was doing there. I was good with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Be afraid. She works for Particle magazine. <laughs> Particle. Yeah. I always love David Cronenberg's sci-fi like companies that he comes up with. <laughs> Corticle Systems and yeah. Antenna Research and Particle Magazine. Particle Magazine. Who reads Particle <laughs> Magazine? <laughs> the same people who read Omni. You remember Omni no. Magazine? I, I, I mean, vaguely do, yes. <laughs> what was the science magazine that we all... Omni. No. Oh. It had science in the title. Um Modern science. Science? science, popular science. Modern science, popular science, popular science. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Yes. No, Omni was more like as far as I, I went. Seemed like I mean, it, well, anyway. I don't want to read about. Then there was chips. Wired. You know, it came like well, okay. yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Wired. But these are <laughs> something else. But these are like industry publications. Yes. All the people yeah, the in it are rags. the people reading it. Yeah, like it's the Hollywood same group gets, of people. Uh, variety in the Hollywood Reporter. Science World has Particle Magazine. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Where exactly. the big studs of science <laughs> exactly. are featured. I, but trust me, I had to order some weird-ass IT magazines when I used to work for the IT faculty oh, at boy. my school. And I was like, why do these exist? They exist for the teachers did like you, that. Yeah. Did you get them for them and they open it up and they immediately looking at the centerfolds of like <laughs> new tech design and shit? Like CNC machines or something? Look like at that, that motherboard. <laughs> they have those pasted on their walls. Like, no. In their lockers? Come on. They don't have it. lockers. They have offices. Well, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> is Motherboard a print magazine or is that just a I website? Okay. <laughs> Motherboard is a porn magazine. Somewhere, <laughs> someone. Whether maybe it just shows microchips. But, yeah. but it's Motherboard BR. Uh, oh. 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 Everybody? Yep. Uh, <laughs> wow. They're not all winners. I stand by it. <laughs> well, he's developed this thing, but uh, doesn't have a key part of the equation Flesh. because he sends a baboon through and it comes out uh it turned this inside out question. this yeah i have so many issues with this why would you start with a baboon like first well, of all where did is, you get it who's your baboon why'd you guy? start with that i hate i hate to bring this up 
but I read it, so I must. There is a deleted scene with a cat. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> it's on the disc, I think. Oh, yeah, God, it's God, it. God, it's damn it. On the disc. I'm so sorry. God damn it. Again, I read it, so uh, it up. There yeah. are deleted scenes of God smaller animals. Damn it. So there was at least some sort of a progression to a baboon. Okay, okay. So, well, that makes more yeah. sense, but I'm grateful it's deleted, so... Yeah, yeah so I mean, we didn't no. have to experience it. You only yeah. had baboon death. I just yeah, assumed it was like, it's close to humans, is why he picked well, it. I think, yeah. well, I think so, which is what I think yeah. they get away with it in the movie. And I think there is, in the deleted scene, some, like, uh, talk about where they come from, or, you know, okay. whatever, who's supplying okay. it. Uh, so yeah, the supply chain of baboons, yeah. which okay. doesn't seem like it's, uh... How much do you pay for a baboon? I just wanted to see, like... Uh, just kind of like a stereotypical UPS guy pull up and just lift up the back of a truck and unload a bunch of them yeah. where there's something Where on does that, he keep you know? him? Does he just get one at a time? He yeah. had a cage. He's paying someone off yeah. into the zoo. Yeah. No, it's uh, uh, Bartok Industries. Yeah, because he's sponsored. For these, he's yeah, sponsored. Yeah, well, uh, animal yeah. testing yeah. was a big he, thing. He's yeah. coming yeah. from the man's best friend facility that Lance Hendrickson's running. Very That's true. Where yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I mean, if, I guess it does make sense if you think about it because he does kind of jump the gun with his, his experimenting because after he like fucks up and turns the baboon inside out, then he's like, oh, let's try a steak. It's like, you yeah. probably should have done that first. Yeah. Do a and plant. Then, yeah. And then when he finally like gets it, like as soon as he successfully transports the baboon, he's like, well, I'm going to jump in. Yeah. So he does jump the gun, it seems. Yes. Well, yes. he's uh, drunk, drunk and, emotional. and emotional. Yes. Jealous. Uh, yeah. He's having a bad idea. That's when you get a weird so haircut. He, this is like. So instead of like bangs. <laughs> yeah, but he has a teleporter <laughs> just sitting there. I mean, like, right. you know, Way they kind of. This is like some weird self-harm sort of like vengeance or something yeah. i'm jealous that you're being harassed this by is, your ex well, he so i'm know going well, to teleport myself it, yeah. it's it's him having because he thinks that it's him ha uh i mean it's him getting back at her it's just like you do this thing with that i'm gonna, I'm gonna do my thing with what what is we were supposed so to I'm gonna together. cheat on you with the teleporter. Part, he's cheating on her with science okay science you know is his I lover like logic and now he's doing something with science. I am on board with this. Yeah. Yeah. Science is his lover. I do appreciate the scene leading up to it where he's talking to the baboon. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. so she's with him right now, yeah. right? right? Like, that's who it is. It's right. her ex. And he's the baboon's just sitting there in the chair. That was like, Bruh. that was, that cracked me yeah. up. Yeah. It has like a kind of a genuine, I guess, you know, it's like this, this is a movie that takes its time. It's not like an overlong movie, but no. like the progression of it does kind of feel genuine leading into this. Like, I guess the end of the first act is he uh, teleports himself, but there's a fly in the in the chamber with him. And so mm -hmm. it fuses them together. And then you're like, well, what's going to happen? But well. not right. It's not like an obvious physical transformation right away. He comes out looking like normal, sexy Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. but, yes, but he is genetically spliced. With yeah. And now he can do gymnastics. <laughs> really good gymnastics. <laughs> really good like, gymnastics. And he has a sex like a drive full routine. like nobody's business. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems who, like knew, who knew flies had such a sex drive? Yeah, I didn't. So most of these transformation movies do seem to go like uh, initially after you get bitten by the werewolf, there is that, uh, you know, initial Sexy like, time. ooh. Well, there's a discovery of the Stefan extra Arkell. abilities. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Stefan Arkell yeah, it syndrome. Stefan Arkell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go through the box, you come out sexy. That's like that's how it works. <laughs> I buy it. Yeah. Yes. When it's you go just how the, box, the logic of it. Sexy. Well, it's sexy because David Cronenberg, a clinical kind of guy who loves to like have uh, human romance. In, it's in sexy his... because it's Jeff Goldblum. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Gina Truly. Davis too is him, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. So he comes out and has uh, this new like thinks that he's been reborn, filtered by the. Yes. Gets very excited. Mm -hmm. Over coffee and sugar. Oh, that was making my stomach hurt. Like, this is the first of many times my stomach hurt watching this movie. But it's like, 
I started counting scoops of sugar, a and lot. then there was a couple cuts, and I lost track. But the, I counted like eight or nine, and that was early on. And That's I was like, "Oh, oh yeah. my sugar. god!" Sugar. <laughs> I always, whenever I see him eating the sugar and eating the candy bars, the first thing that always comes to mind is Beetlejuice when he's like, "I got a little something for you." You know, something <laughs> yeah. and he's holding up the candy bar to the fly, and then yeah. he pulls him in. Yeah. That's That's, That's, That's why it. That's in Beetlejuice. Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Flies like sugar. And then his angry marching down the street while aggressively opening like a fucking baby Ruth or something and right. biting into yeah. it. That was a pretty yeah. great scene. That scene where he uh, arm wrestles uh-huh. the guy and breaks his arm. That I mean, because that's like the first really graphic yes. uh, moment that's kind of saying like, okay, I mean, I know you've been here and it's, you know, you're in a monster movie, right? I think the ads actually said like the fly, the monster movie. This movie came out the same summer as aliens uh the fly and then it was big trouble in little china where the wow. three movies that wow. fox had summer. like right. one right after the wow. other Damn. and i remember them being advertised together but i remember that was like the fly and it said somewhere you know the be afraid be very afraid but it was also like the monster movie Dude, did you see all of those in theaters Colin? no i didn't okay. get to see that's a any of summer, them in, yeah. in yeah. theaters that's uh, 86 it's a good year right yeah good year at the drive-in mm-hmm. or at the mall probably mm-hmm. where you were um but it um <laughs> The uh, so then he becomes he begins to uh, well, he cheats on her, I guess, with the, the girl that uh, he picks right. up at the bar. Yeah, because at, at this point, he's like he, his personality is changing. Yes, he's like, she's like, Oh, we've been having sex for three straight hours, I need a break. And he was like, Well, fuck you, yeah, yeah, like immediately. I that need a partner, kinda... I need a partner that can go all the way all the time yeah because yeah. he hasn't yeah. realized there's a problem he thinks he's just been like we said put through a filter and he's yeah. come out more pure at the mm-hmm. end of it and he's and like it. trying to get her to do it and she won't and yep power couple yeah and he finds out that he's got a problem because parts of him start falling off and you know he's in the bathroom with uh, his fingernails Ugh. which is another scene that i think like you know is really disturbing to a lot of people yeah, yeah. oh yeah um, especially because he's just he's jeff goldblum and he's he's very insect-like as a person, mm-hmm. as, especially at this time, he's got the big eyes. He's got the long, it's like fingers. a praying mantis. He yeah. is like he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's just a, uh, a sexy uh, praying mantis. Yeah. Well, he does <laughs> all those <laughs> hand gestures. Like he knows that that's his look, so he like plays up the hand gestures. Yes. Like when he goes cheeseburger and like waves his fingers at her. But face, he's always like, got like. Uh, he's always motioning towards something or pulling yeah. back. Like he's very, I mean, yeah. being just he's, Jeff Goldblum. That's yeah. just yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. very expressive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but she even like mimics the hand gesture later <laughs> back at him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a good chemistry yeah, together. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing I guess that the movie uh, kind of uses to its advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, it always seemed to me that around this part of the movie, the movie becomes like an allegory for like cancer. Uh, I mean, I guess he says it yeah. at some or, point. Like but cancer, AIDS at some point, like some disease. Yep. Yeah. AIDS is probably, yeah. Uh, More than cancer? In this? I, I mean, I guess either one would me. work. Like, I think it's interchangeable. Yeah. 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 I, I in some so. kind, one of the one of the people in the relationship is coming down with yeah. a fatal... It's, it's a life-altering disease, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But eventually he determines... Well, I guess there is like, you know, the kind of like, yeah, am I going to die? What's this thing going to do to me? He does get into a desperation me? mode, which is... Yeah, that changes his personality again, and then he's kind of apologetic, and you know, like, but you got to stay away from me because it might be contagious, and you know, yes. before he determines falls off. what the thing actually, what the disease wants. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, which is to turn him into some kind of new being, a brundle fly that has mm-hmm. never existed before. So Jeff Goldblum actually ceased to exist the moment he, or Seth Brundle didn't exist after he came out of the teleportation yep. mm-hmm. pod. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the makeup gets progressively like, uh, yeah, it, it starts off like I love how subtle the, the changes are between certain yeah. scenes. Like, it's like, like his, spot. like it's his just acne like worse. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. like splotchy and his acne and just looks kind of tired at first. Like there's no like real deformity, you know, it's just kind of like some skin issues. And then, yeah, and then it gets like pussier and like this movie has so much like wet to it that is really upsetting like yeah. too, too many fluids too many sticky too surfaces the the sound editing too is much vomiting for me yeah. because yeah. i always i always remember the removal of the nail yeah mm-hmm. i was thinking on oh, that sound it's scraping kind of yeah that just yeah. the connection and then just or whatever coming out is, of skin yeah. yeah people vomiting on things and sucking it can't back up it. Oh, the, no. nope, nope. Worst part of this movie, I yep. can't listen to the yep. sucking back. Yeah, it's <laughs> just... ugh, gross. Well, later when he's attacking uh, Stathis Borens and, and, and you know he's doing all that great like eighties melting hand yes. melting feet, he's playing with the tip of the the yeah. toe of the uh, as he's pulling. I mean, like that. Yeah. That's what got me. I guess like him just using the tip of the guy's toe to pull his foot off. As, he is because he's as pulling it as. Oh, <laughs> oh. It's a very gross movie. I mean, like you know, probably pushing hard against the uh, boundaries of what you could get away with in an R-rated movie. I just I can't imagine this movie coming out like this now. No, Uh, I think it'd be majorly trimmed down, and later we'd be like, get the unrated cut, and it would be I don't know, maybe not not even this much. I don't think still, but I just like. Think about the discourse that happens around a movie that's even just a little gross nowadays and how yeah. blown out of proportion it gets, you know, and then by the time you see it, you're like, or I it? see graphic violence and it doesn't kind of, I don't know, it doesn't have the same impact as yeah. these movies yeah. used to have. It's like, oh, that was horribly gross, but yeah, yeah. But this you one's know. got, I mean, eventually it does. It has impact because it is a two hour movie that does give an arc. Right. To this character. So when we get to the gross stuff, it does have impact. All the gross stuff I say has impact. It's not, it doesn't feel superficial for this movie. Like we're putting it in there just to gross you out. No, there is purpose to what he does with the body horror in this movie. Purpose to the grossness. Purpose to the gross. Yeah. I like purpose to the grossness. I think it's interesting too how like invested you can get considering this isn't like a disease or anything that really affects anyone other than this guy's life you know like mm-hmm. but yeah it's still gross and you're still horrified by it but it, do- it doesn't affect anybody else in the movie except for like him and gina davis really like yeah. you know it's just i love how small the scope is but it works so well yeah because sometimes i mean i guess that's how you relate to it right it's mm-hmm. like it feels very personal because right. you get to know these people and yeah. the scale yeah. is so intimate I, I was thinking about that like throughout the the process that he's going through, I was like, why are, I mean, I, why are they not involving more people in this and like having this examined by, you know, other scientists? And, well, like he says in the movie, he doesn't want to become an experiment. Right. That's what I mean. Point. Like, I, I feel like anyone would get to a point where like, okay, maybe it's time to pull someone in on this. Right. Well, that's when we but, get to part two. Yeah. Where there is, it's a whole experiment and his oh, child well, there is you being, go, Holly. There you, go, you gotta watch. Two. See? Mm-hmm. This is why sequels are made. Yeah. <laughs> if you, the you have these questions, they've explored it. If you want to hear what we thought about that, you just got to go back. We actually did an episode a long time ago on the fly. I too. was not here. I was, I was not here. Oh, no, we none of you were here for no, it. No, just Colin. All right. There is a freak show episode on the fly, too, if you there go is. back. Um, what do we think of uh, John Getz, Stathis Boren's character in this movie? He's extreme. He's slithery. He's a creep. He's very creepy. Don't like it because he's an ex. Obviously, he's an ex of um, Gina Davis, but he's also her boss at a certain point. Like he's her editor for all the work that she Mm -hmm. does. So he's kind of got that 
He literally stalks her. Yeah, he, he says, yeah, I followed her. you here. Yeah, he, yeah. he does. Yeah. And he's, he's very, um, and becomes very overdramatic as far mm-hmm. as his feelings towards her and everything and, and their past and all that. So he's playing creepy. He does have some moments where it, uh, he is. It seems like he is a better human being, but they're few and far between. Do they elevate him to hero by the end of the movie? No, I wouldn't say hero. No, but he. Yeah, not hero. Not hero. Sort of a lifeline or a protector of sorts, but not yeah. a hero. But it is like it's a fine line. I guess that maybe that's why I'm drawing attention to it, because it is like a. It's He's a character with like two sides to it where it's like, you know, he is um, creepy, I guess, slimy, you know, slimy, yeah. when he said slithery, slithery. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. it. He seems like a very slippery, yep. you know, kind of guy uh, who obviously can't let her go he and just wants do... to be in her life. Right. But like yeah. when she needs someone, he does actually step up yes. and is going into harm's way in order to to protect her at the end. I mean, they do kind of frame him up. He's going in with a shotgun at the end, you know, and right. he does I think do something that saves her life. But he it's does. hard to buy him as a hero because his motivations aren't good. And that's yeah. it, because his motivations are a little different. Like, he's a very, he's a great character, which is, I mean, I suppose good that he's not yeah. black and white where you have yeah. these questions I think about. the thing that, like, to me makes the, uh, where he goes by the end is, like, by the he doesn't seem to have, he's a, he's a very, I don't know, it's not like flippant, but he's not really taking anything seriously. Like the whole way through the movie, he's yeah. kind of joking around about right. stuff. And even blah, like blah, blah. there's, there's that moment when she, when she finds out that she's pregnant and she, and he takes her to his doctor friend to get an abortion. Even he's like not understanding why this is so like immediate, like this is urgent that it needs to be done. He's just got a fucking agenda. Yeah. You know? He's just like, we, yeah, we need to get rid of this we can be together is his yeah. thought yeah, yeah. But he's like why do we have to do this right now it's yeah. like because she probably has larva inside because of her it, yeah. because it's like Creep. a Prometheus situation yeah. Yeah, yeah you gotta do it now so he does care about her and her well being obviously but but in his own sleazy way with his own agenda yes yeah. I mean I guess yeah that's there so I mean I, you know but it felt to me in that moment he was actually doing what she wanted to do and you know kind of knowing that later down the road this will pay off this may pay off yes. for me but it, like right then it's he's like, invested in a savings account he plans yeah. to cash yeah. out exactly. Yeah. He is. exactly I mean but I, you gotta give him credit I think the first thing he asks her is like well what do you want to do mm-hmm. so he is just like right, right. but the, the, his motivation behind that yeah. is also to benefit him right, right. but he so, is a, on some level a caring individual but it's if she was if she was just like a normal co-worker he wouldn't be so wouldn't be so right. coming with his like help, helping her this right. is also very true right. and also the circumstances which he does know about of yeah the, that he is, i like, like how sean you're like but stalkers man. care it's like, yeah, <laughs> they care, they care so too much. much yes just let me love you <laughs> <laughs> well i take it that at the end like i guess you know he's more serious i suppose and once the serious you know in a serious situation then he's actually like the person that you know, there is like a person there with all this other yeah. stuff kind yeah. of stripped away. But I He's think, like, oh, fuck, there is actual danger here. Yeah. But I yeah. think then the movie kind of helps with your, um, you know, uh, ambivalency with him by like severely maiming him. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> so that's almost like he's yeah. getting what he deserves right. in some way like he should as a character that. not in that right. moment you know mm-hmm. but like, like as a all character right, he's gonna save her but we'll also melt off his hand and yeah. do it for you yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like okay I and I, okay and i forgot how the character progresses because he's in the sequel yeah. oh jeez. yeah and i, with, I don't remember with a, uh, please tell me he has a hook 
Oh no, he's got a black. He's got like a black, black fake glove, yeah. and he walks yeah. with a cane. And yeah. okay, yeah. well, and I, that's but I don't lame. know what his his uh, thoughts and feelings. I want him to be movie. like a grizzled, like PTSD dude with a hook. Mm-hmm. It's not no? quite that, but <laughs> sorry, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to say the black glove sounds a little too dignified for this guy. Thank like, you. You know, yeah. he needs something tackier. Yeah, is he still the editor of? I can't even remember. Uh, yeah, I have to go remember, back. Yeah. I know that one has yeah. to deal with the son of Brundlefly. It's yes. Eric Stoltz, I, and he gets so. to put Eric on, I think, Stoltz. a lot more makeup, maybe even than uh, you know than, than Jeff Goldblum has to do in this movie. So in the sequel, she never got the abortion. Uh, she a, died during childbirth. I think, like right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. not even wow. her. You know, oh, she oh, said yeah. she's not coming okay. back. And well, I mean, at least that's a sequel I can buy. At least yeah. you should watch it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I guess um, monster. to get there. Is yeah. There two, there two of them. Yeah, I'm, watch it. Two of them <laughs> I'm out. I don't think there's it's two. Twins. I know he transforms. God, that would be. Hilarious. Yeah. And there's another love interest, and it yeah. becomes another because it basically follows similar paths you know narratively the first movie because when you do a sequel you just basically give people what they liked about the first movie you repackage it and give it to them um (laughs) the eventual fly because jeff goldblum does actually exit the movie and i always think that this is a tricky balancing act for movies to pull off when they take a character out and replace them with some kind of it's either a CGI character or, in this case, it's a puppet, right? Yeah. That has to right. emote, and somehow you, the viewer, have to say, like, that is the same character. I still mm-hmm. see the humanity of Jeff Goldblum yes. in luckily, this plastic and rubber thing that's mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. puppeted. Face fall off. <laughs> right. Well, luckily, helps. luckily yeah. they do it near the end of the movie, so there's not a big gap between it's him only being a Goldblum few minutes. and him yeah. being a fly. They don't yeah. linger on like, that Like, it all version. happens right there. Sure. And the design, again... Uh, um, uh, effects work in this the design the eyes the eyes are yep. like a, a constant thing between jeff goldblum having you know his eyes and this and the eventual you know backwards leg fly that turns up in the end of his the brundle fly yes yeah. the actual mm-hmm. brundle fly and his eyes and everything mm-hmm. his eyes put push through like his and his skin and pull the skull this, off. A, gr- a great transformation. Yeah, like, and then just, it like splits into just... three pieces and falls off. But then yeah. did you notice? Okay, his face skin falls off on the floor, and they cut mm-hmm. to she steps on she it. She steps yeah. on it. Yeah, uh, she steps on his face skin. <laughs> no, so right? gross. And he's like oh, grabbed her, so and his hand, the hand skin is transformed and all falls yes. off. And yeah, just the whole shedding. It's of just shedding is gross. Right, disgusting. and he is she's it's shedding. Accurate, but it's a gross. Yeah, yeah, but that's what should be used to describe what is happening it's yeah. very gross because yeah. it all the, just slides and plops off onto the floor it's yeah really gross but Dave is constantly stuff. having to deal with men whose jaws are falling off this is <laughs> <laughs> two movies here where this is happening mm-hmm. that was really do we have a third yeah and, yeah and so we end up at the end mm-hmm. yeah but it's a um i guess yeah the the monster design to me was like uh I don't know. It's still expressive, I yes. suppose. And I, I think, again, like a lot of this is still Howard Shore to be credited so much yeah. for why you still think, you know, and still feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing you're still feeling for this rubber thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, as Especially, it's oh. begging for death. Begging for death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such a, like, that 
moment for me. This is why it's one of my favorite movies. Like the the combination of the music and the sadness and the situation yeah. that everyone's in, and that he's just like he, he, that monster grabbing the gun and putting oh, it to his head. It's man. it's devastating at this point. Like yeah. everything comes together at that point, which is great because a similar scene in Creep Show with. The lonesome death of Jordy Barrel when he goes to shoot himself, it's kind of funny because he's like he's like a green rug trying to shoot himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like yeah. it's yeah. hard to take that scene seriously, but yeah, in this one it is. Legit it is. Yeah, and there's yeah. there's a there's a moan to the monster mm-hmm. when he at that mm-hmm. point like the I I can feel all the humanity coming out of this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and a lot, again, a lot of that is that score. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, her abortion nightmare. Oh, oh that's traumatizing. Also it's- that. Have fun with that, ladies. Rough. Like, that gives birth. It's traumatizing. To a larva. Yeah. 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 It's huge. Larva. <laughs> yeah, and it's just wriggling around. I think oh, there's a deleted so scene where she gives birth to a baby with butterfly wings. Why? why yeah, because he says that? something to the effect of <laughs> the doctor, David Cronenberg. <laughs> he says something to the effect of like, "There's something. There's more there's in more here. Yeah. A lot I more. I think maybe yeah. she had twins, but now I can't remember if she did. In the, mm. uh, oh, maybe in that the, would make that line would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it would. Yeah, that scene was very uncomfortable. Very. very. It felt felt. It reminded me of the the orphan cold open. Actually, I was like, "Geez, we just had a scene like this not long ago." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's effective. I think it uh, it makes people squirm. That's what you it's know. A, oh, uh, for sure. Cronenberg's known for. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I guess uh, this was a uh, rewrite um, that Cronenberg did of a script by a guy named Charles Edward Pogue. I only remember him um, because you know I used to read Fangoria. And 1986 was his year. Because he also wrote Psycho Three, and so you had both movies ended up coming out like you know within a month of each other or something like that. And I'm not sure if he's done anything since, but obviously it seems like when you watch this, it sounds like the dialogue is David Cronenberg's. uh, A lot, you know. I mean, it just it feels like there's a lot of David Cronenberg probably Mm -hmm. in that second draft when he uh, rewrote it. And uh, how this connects to the Elephant Man. Uh, this movie was produced by Mel Brooks. Indeed. Who didn't have his name on the movie or didn't advertise it because he didn't think it would be taken seriously with his name on it. He's probably right. That, yeah, probably that right. was a good call. It is yeah. the first, uh, what is it, Brooks film? It is the first title thought, we see. Uh, Elephant Man was, isn't, that, that was also, wasn't that a Brooks film? I think so. That's why I was bringing that up because yeah. I thought that was his first. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you were well, just saying the first credit is. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah obviously the, in this movie, the first yeah, yeah, credit yeah, up yeah, is yeah, a Brooks yeah. film yeah. production. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it never, he's never actually credited, but I remember mm, him, yes. you know, being interviewed and he said, yep, I'm responsible for unleashing the fly on yes. this planet or something like that. And thank you, Mel Brooks. Yeah. But one of my, favorite. one of my favorite things about this movie is that it fucking knows how to end. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, well, there it is. Like, there it is. We get to the tragedy. We, there's nothing else we can do. Go to credits, but it it ends like a. I mean, it really does feel like a stage production or an opera in that because there's a lot of the fog. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like she blows his head off and cries. It's a big crescendo, and then Mm -hmm. it's just done. Stage lights go dim, and then it works. I love an ending like that. I don't need. I don't need the wrap up afterward. Just end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. let's leave these people with their tragedy. Yeah, Yeah. I do love that every time one of the pods opens, the fog is perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. It rolls out perfectly. Yeah, it does. 
fog people on this movie. Really good fog people. Yeah. <laughs> and good, I mean, just good camera work for his, uh, uh, the placement of it, as far as <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's concerned. Cause right. He's, oh, yeah. Like naked for a lot of that. I and, know. You couldn't give us a little dong <laughs> in this little, movie. Like, they were going out of their way to hide it in this movie. Yeah. They were, they were going yeah, out of their way. I, I, They're just I always, like, we can't show. <laughs> I appreciate those, like, no, too sexy, too those sexy. camera moves, like the, the Behind timing. The you wouldn't yeah. be saying yeah. that if it was blocking boobs. Well, it's yeah. probably true. You but, wouldn't be saying that. I mean, it's just like, yeah. like how difficult was it to actually, like, like you know, because you got to give There's a reason there's a like, whole chair in You need to that. know, yeah. well, that one yeah. seems like that was maybe easier to do. Like, well, maybe, sure. okay, go, no, and I can make is, it over here. But the fog work is incredible. The, the, yeah, the fog is actually helping in, yeah. in a couple of those shots where you're like, if that fog would have cleared out, like, yeah. you know, a second earlier before that camera guy got to that position. I mean, who knows how many takes were like, <laughs> yeah, cut, I dog. wonder, right? Yeah. We need more fog. But, like, this is a Cronenberg movie. Michaela Why not? Runs in you know what I'm saying? Right? Like, like well, if was, anyone's going to do it, It was you know? the 80s. Like, he eventually pushed, uh, yeah. I think, the limits to that. Uh, the Eastern Promises. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. 10-minute exactly. naked fight in the mm-hmm. Turkish bath or yep. whatever goes on yep. there. Yes, it was. Yeah. All right, well, Sean, when you lived in L.A., did you ever see Jeff Goldblum's band? No. Mm-hmm. Did I ever? Uh, I wonder if I ever ran into Jeff Goldblum. No. My brother went and saw his band when he was in L.A. What kind right. of music did he play? Like yeah. jazz. I would say he's a piano player. Uh, yeah, he mm-hmm. plays jazz. jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which you couldn't tell from the part in this movie. There where he actually mm-hmm. uh, plays yeah. piano. I mean, I thought he, he was a genius, too. But, he does yeah. that in Thor Ragnarok, too. Plays yeah, piano. That's right. All right, well, uh, it's we're in his gonna, contract. It's got <laughs> he's like, I can do this if you want to put a scene in there where I, you know. Uh, well, we, Jeff, we you are. Jeff, the piano to set? <laughs> uh, does he? See, it wouldn't surprise me. might be in his rider. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to go around the table and tell you what we thought of The Fly and whether or not you should watch it. Might not be a lot of surprise here, but you may want to hear our individual thoughts. But before we do that, we are going to read some of your mail. It's a hefty mailbag. Oh, I love We're going to read hefty, a hell hefty. of a mailbag. <laughs> so, Igor, bring us the mail. Masters! Masters, the mail! I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising. Rising. Why, thank you, Igor. Thank you, sir. I have no idea what he's spliced I was saying, yeah. where, where are we at in his transformation? <laughs> yeah, I, are we going further? Is this know. it? Like, is he going to... Pop out he's of his molting. Skin. Yeah, I think he molts. He goes back there. And like I'm pretty sure things. he's. Have you cleaned his den no. recently? I'm How pretty, many skins are back? I'm pretty there? sure part of him started as larva at some point. Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah, yeah. Part of him. Part of him. Yeah. It's been grafted on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as Igor just skitters across the ceiling. Well, we want to let you know how you can participate in this interactive portion of our show by following along on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Freak Show. Or Twitter. At Sad Freak Show. Or you can email us. Saturday Night Freak Show, Yahoo.com. And you can follow along on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. Well, MF Mad, longtime keeper of the Saturday Night Freak Show Wall of Fame. Hello, sir. Wants to let us know that we're inducting two people into the Saturday Night Freak Show Wall of Fame off this movie. John Getz. Number one, John Getz. Ah. You're right. Because he was in The Fly tonight. He mm-hmm. was also in The Fly 2, which we did. <laughs> and he was uncredited part of the film crew crew in The Sentinel. Oh, oh nice. Okay. All right. Okay. Which I guess had a lot of people in it. Because, like, wasn't yeah. Christopher Walken in that movie, too? Yeah, I seem to remember. Lot. Maybe Lance Henriksen. There's a lot of people yeah. on that. Just kind of wandering cat, around in the... Cake. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, Never forget. <laughs> Never forget that cat. A um, David Cronenberg alum, uh, Leslie Carlson, is also in this movie and making his way to the Freak Show Hall of Fame. He was uh, Dr. Cheevers. 
Uh, in this movie, you okay. may have recognized him because he was also Barry Convex in Videodrome. Oh, nice. But to me, he always kind of stands out as uh, Graham, the telephone operator in Black Christmas, the one who's running down the road. Oh, trying really? to, uh, uh-huh. yeah. That's awesome. It's coming what from here. You got to keep him yeah. on the line a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, about tonight's movie, The Fly, B Movie Vault writes in and says, one of the few remakes that exceeds the original, gory, inventive, and full of black humor, it's essential viewing for any horror fan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Peter Gatt says, I watched The Fly this afternoon. It's one of the better remakes. And in my opinion, the subtext is the changes you go through when you fall in love. <laughs> sure. Yes. Some are <laughs> more outward than others yeah, that's a bleak uh, outlook on love then action <laughs> well i mean like so it's on, not a cancer that's gonna kill you tell me any like heartbreak hasn't felt like getting a shotgun to the head yeah, at, yeah at there you go. so i think that's why it resonates yeah uh, yeah, that's legit. I'll give you that. <laughs> Action Dude says it's not only one of the greatest sci-fi horror remakes, or it, it, it's only one of the greatest sci-fi horror remakes, in my humble opinion. Carpenter's The Thing is the champ in this category, then The Fly, followed by the excellent Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, shit. Forgot yeah. about that one. And another amazing 80s entry, The Blob. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yep. Um, Kryptonian Orphan says, thank you, Saturday Night Freak Show, for reviewing one of my favorites. Body Horror, check. Pete Cronenberg, check. Jeff Goldblum at his most gold blummiest, yes. check. Characters you care for, <laughs> check. An excellent script, actors, plot, special effects, and score, yes. check, 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 check. Goddamn I love this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, don't thank us. Thank you. Yeah, you all voted for it. Yeah. Yeah. Voted for thank it. your peers. Thank you, the, the mm-hmm. audience. Uh, Pat Hetfield says, didn't you already cover this one? Well, no, we did The Fly 2, but we probably we talked a lot too, about The Fly 2, and we did, again, we talked The Fly on some episode Last ago. Cronenberg, uh, we do Rabbit or... Oh, no, right. uh, again, I think I brought it up when we were talking about... Why are we talking about our top 10? Somebody in the... Um, Comments. I feel like the fly has come up many times. Yeah. yeah. But this is the. Now we're officially yes, doing, yeah. official. doing it. Fly. Uh, but Pat says speaking of Cronenberg, isn't his return to body horror worth noting for that reason? Because I want to know if I should see it from people whose opinions I value, and that would be you. I think you should feature Crimes of the Future on the Freak Show. Um, I have not seen it, so I have, I have no opinion. Yet. I haven't either. Okay, either. I would recommend that you check it out. If you like David Cronenberg's it stuff, then it's worth looking at. Um, Steve Carney says, do you prefer Cronenberg's remake or the original with Vincent Price? I'm sure others will chime in, but the Fly remake, along with The Thing and The Blob, form a trinity of some of the best special effects mm-hmm. ever. Just Ooh, I like that it. holy trinity. The yeah. thing, the blob, and the fly. That's it even sounds good, good together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all oh, those. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, listener, for giving us that. Yeah, that's good. The original's a very different movie. Very yeah. different, yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's good. Yes. But I think mm-hmm. this but very one. Different. Mm-hmm. Um, very different time. Isaiah Sanders says, wait, there was a remake of The Fly? Oh, this is the fly was a remake. This is the remake, uh, this uh, is the remake yeah. Uh, Millitime 86 says a Cronenberg slash sci-fi classic. Goldblum is the man. I still need to check out the 1958 original and the fly too. Is it worth the time? Sean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'll find af- out after tonight when I go home and watch the fly right. too. <laughs> yeah, oh, you haven't watched it. You got the I've, I've shop factory. It by- okay, yeah. uh, this has been a long time and I, I'm, I'm feeling the urge. All right. Well, <laughs> and then you can go listen to our previous episode uh adam kaler says as a kid i didn't like horror movies at all i was a sci-fi fan through though 
and this seemed right up my alley, not knowing about the original or Cronenberg. I was absolutely shocked and unprepared when Brundle liquefied Stathis' hand or when fingernails started coming off. While it took a while, these scenes probably started me on a lifelong road to horror fandom. I now appreciate this remake as one of the best and have forever banned transporter technology from my household. Uh, I yeah. love when uh, I love a pivotal horror moment in your childhood. Yeah. And then what a good movie to have for like to be that turning point. I, know, I was just thinking about like how it would have been to, oh, for been all for audiences to like see this for the first time and know nothing about it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's a shocking revelation. I would have right been there. horrified. I would have been horrified. Oh, my God. Yeah, this would have scarred me. For I did life. see parts of this yeah, as a kid I and I was traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch much of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Jeff Goldblum. Nope. Nope. Not for children. <laughs> that is not Jeff Goldblum. No. Well, Nelson Nascimento says Goldblum deserved an Oscar. Amazing delivery through all that makeup. It's in my top 10. Yes. Uh, Michael Whitaker says my dad is such a fan of the original 1950s movie. I'm pretty sure this is how I learned things like remakes exist. <laughs> and because of the quasi superpower nature of some of this movie, I do think it was an easier sell to someone like me who was not a huge horror movie fan. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, Richard Kratzer says it's one of the best horror sci-fi body horror movies ever made. Special effects are next level and all practical. Goldblum and Davis give convincing and memorable performances to say what happens to them is tragic would be a gross understatement. And even John Getz, as slimy as his character is, he kind of feels sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, it's a Canadian sorry. movie. Sorry. So I just kind of fell into it. I uh, feel sorry of, for him. You kind of feel sorry for what eventually happens to him. A lesser actor couldn't pull off that complexity. I mean, probably. Yeah, He's, sure. Uh, Jonathan Holt says, yes, about <laughs> us picking the fly. You guys picking the fly for us. I've seen a lot of horror movies in my life and a lot of gross special effects, but to this day, I can't watch the compound fracture arm wrestling scene. I love this movie regardless and can't wait to hear what the freaks have to sh- have to say and happy 2023. I feel well, like that scene is the easiest to watch. Uh, I think Sean's <laughs> right, though, that the yeah. white ooze coming out. Yeah, that part's yeah, that's 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 worse. You know what I, I was watching it tonight? I'm like, you know what it is? I think they oiled them up with something to make them look sweaty. And that's what you're seeing. He's oh, grabbing sure. it so tight that it, it's looking oh, like pus it or something. You're like, what is that on his hand? It's just leaking. Um, like when he when when he takes off the fingernail, like he yeah. just starts dripping. Yeah, like yeah. he is dripping a leaky all, person. Yeah, it's yeah. so yeah. Gross. But the actual like arm breaking, that's like the least gross part right, of this movie. That, yeah, it's like the easiest thing at this point. <laughs> yeah, knowing the rest of it, it's like if you thought that was bad, wait <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> like I can handle that. <laughs> uh, Travis Legler says, "I love this movie." This and The Thing, 1982, are the prime examples of how a remake should be done. Jimbo Ices, I mean, it's a top five all-time remake. Cronenberg, Davis, and Goldblum all at the top of their game. It's gross, sad, horrifying, funny, exciting, iconic, and also on the list of films that I saw at a way too young of an age, which probably formed my lifelong taste for schlock and gore. Uh, Asobi Datura says this film is an untouchable classic, along with John Carpenter's The Thing, should end the discussion on horror remakes being bad or even having no value. And it's a Toronto classic as it sets up the idea that if you're a barfly in Toronto, you may have the chance of being picked up by a hunky Jeff Goldblum. Well, there's an aftermath. Yes. He's that's, a hunky guy. Michaela yes. loved oh the outfit. Oh my god! Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. I, I I love that it's going out. I'm going to get some outfit as a leather jacket and like baggy pleated pants, and that's no it. Shirt. No shirt. <laughs> no shirt. No shirt. But Just scarfing you know, a candy I, bar. That's the message I'm taking away from this movie. I'm choosing to just look at an inspirational story. Yeah. You know. 
She thought she was just going to have a weird <laughs> night at the local bar. And <laughs> nope. She got, yep, you know. night. Was she a hooker? No. I don't think so. I think they kind of implied it a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. this time around, I was like, oh, he's saying that because she actually, or she's saying that because she actually is a hooker, but I could be wrong. I don't think um, she was. No, just looked like one. She's just looking for a good time. Yeah, Yeah, she's looking for a good time. Uh, The Film Effect podcast says we covered this back in October for our Halloween Horathon event. And upon rewatching it for the episode, the ending left me emotional for the first time. Tears were definitely shed. And I think that says a lot about the movie because it's a journey. And that final moment is supposed to make you feel something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it gets Mm -hmm. fucking sad. It's a bummer. Um, A great bummer. The last movie that we watched before we did our best and Curtains. worst of the year was oh, yeah. Curtains. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Brian Nielsen says, I caught Curtains a few years ago, and it made me realize that not every lost horror film is a forgotten masterpiece. True. It's not gold, just iron pyrite. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> true, true words. There you go. Very true. We, we yeah. learned that lesson the hard way many times. Yeah. Yes. But... That's what we're here for. That's what yep. we're here for, yeah. Erin uh, Gilmer says that she interviewed Lynn Griffin over on her podcast, oh, she did. She Manic us, Movie Monday. Awesome. She sent us that. I yeah. have to listen to that. Yeah, it's in our messages somewhere. Oh, she nice. Yes. I listened to a little bit of it. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, congratulations, Erin. Uh, yes, that's, that's awesome. Erin, um, are you also... Aaron Don Murphy's mom. Also wondering she this. Changed her name. <laughs> I'm wondering because I saw the Aaron's. I'm just like, what? Uh, but she also says that the breast double in curtains was Shannon Tweed. Oh wow, really? she pops up everywhere. Doesn't Literally, she? haha. Ah, pops up. <laughs> yeah, boobs. And uh, she also uh, wants that hag mask so bad. Yeah, why is Trick or Treat Studios not making and selling that mask? I know. Do they have one of those? Five people and everybody else are like. Although that might be. Do you know the horror industry will buy any merch that's put out? And it's generic and I feel like that's creepy. Yeah. It's a Manic Movie Monday podcast. Was that one? Uh, Steve Carney says, I rewatched Curtains last night. Since I hadn't seen it in about 10 years, the transfer on the Synapse Blu-ray is fantastic. Oh, rub it in. I'm I'm glad you had that. (laughs) So there's a disconnect because the film is so boring and a chore to sit through, unfortunately, and I rate the film 2 out of 10 and you can skip it. It still sucks even if you can see it, huh? Well, that's good to know. Okay. Well, it does have its defenders, we found out as we were perusing the letterbox reviews afterwards, but uh, they're mistaken. Uh, So now, we're going to go around the table and tell you what we thought of The Fly, starting with Sean. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, I think like just going through the mailbag and how we've all uh, discussed this movie thus far for the last uh, hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, it's a it's a classic. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Like um, uh, like we said, everything comes together for this movie. Cronenberg, Goldblum, Gina Davis, the special effects, the score, the script, a simple story, a great arc for a character. Jeff Goldblum is acting his ass off in this movie. Um, it's all fantastic. As everyone's in this, a Stone Cold classic. Uh, we're right up there with the thing and the blob and everything of its time. Um, yeah, obviously, you. somebody said in there, it's like it's, uh, uh, you, for any horror fan, it's a must-watch, and it definitely is. It's fantastic. I can't say enough good things about it. Listen to the last hour to hear all those good things. Um, I love it. Uh, I'm going to go watch the sequel tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> I recommend The Fly, obviously. Um, Holly... What'd you think about David Cronenberg? How do you feel about that karate chap coming out just now? This is kind of aggressive, but I'm okay with it. That's how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Express your joy. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. The fly. I think it's kind of unanimous. Like this is a great movie. It's iconic. It's 
you know, top shelf Hollywood uh, horror. Uh, you know, this is this is a wonderful movie. It's um, almost this close to not being able to be reviewed on this show because, like, if we brought the thing, we'd all be like, "Yeah, the thing's great." Yeah, which we talked about on the episode of the thing. Yeah, the remake. Yeah, yeah. That's how we got around it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're close to just not yeah. even be able to love say. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell with that beard. Yeah, like, everything's that's, great. That's yeah. the You know, I'll, I, I will say, I will say, I'm not a huge Gina Davis fan. Okay. Not a huge I, fan. I, I yeah. After the yeah. yeah, this movie, I was. Like, I cool. think she's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's anything spectacular. She's doing okay in this. She's Whatever. Better. In- Wasn't she the president on some TV show yeah. for a while? Yeah, or she was. Yeah. Something. Yeah. 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 Wasn't Tay Leone also no. president? She was, well, that was no. a thing. She was also Madam President. Matt, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't that, that the Tay Leone show? I could be wrong. Ma- I think that was Madam Secretary because she's a secretary in that show. The Secretary of State. I thought there was, but doesn't she become the president because the president dies? At a certain point, I know this much about this show. I was like, have you watched it? No, I've just seen the commercials. No, but Gina Davis was in a thing where she was the president. She was also in Grey's Anatomy for a little while. Wow, and Beetlejuice and Beetle League of Their Own. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's we Gina know, Davis. An American yeah. tourist. Everybody saw it. We yeah. know Gina Davis. Okay. And like I said, like she's okay. She's fine. Whatever I'm the just... Vampire 5000 movie you said. Yeah. Yeah. Transylvania, Transylvania yeah. 6000. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favorite. Right. But anyway, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about The Fly except for it's really disgusting. <laughs> but that's also not like a bad thing. It's just, it's, I've come to the conclusion that I like David Cronenberg. I appreciate him very much, but I don't rewatch his movies often. Yeah, same. You know, because they're either really harsh or really graphic, just disgusting. Um, and not that I'm not okay with it. Obviously, we watch a lot of that on the show, and I'm okay with it. But it's not something I rewatch for it, pleasure very they often. They stick with you. Yeah, they stick with you, and I'm like, I don't Sometimes need to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't need to rewatch it. It's burned in my memory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, the flies classic. It's great. I have. Obviously, I'm going to recommend it. I think we're all going to recommend it, but let's find out. Colin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I was caught up with, I was thinking while you were talking there about the, uh, like David Cronenberg, this is like his most accessible movie, I think. I mean, definitely more accessible and, than Videodrome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that later stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, History of Violence, I think, is also like yeah, in... that was a big deal when yeah, it came out. Yeah, like, yeah. that was a big movie. But a know? lot of his stuff, when I try to watch it, they're very, um... What would you say? I mean, I wouldn't say, but clinical. like a dangerous methods, like a period right. drama. So that's pretty. Yeah, but even like it's you know, that's uh, hard to. Uh, I mean, but that that could could get nominated for an Oscar. You yeah, know? but like, I mean, not accessible to a uh, 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 an everyday audience. I guess that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I know those are critically successful, yeah. and mm-hmm. they're kind of geared toward. You know, like I guess intellectual. If I'm going to tell my mom to watch a Cronenberg movie. I'm not going to tell her to watch right, like anything right. pre 2005. Yeah, it's going to be know? The like, Fly, yeah. right? Probably is like The Fly's the you know. Um, I think is it so? Then is it his best movie? Um, some of the other movies he's done may have been more personally expressive to him or whatever. But I think that's in this. I think there is a lot of David Cronenberg mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, a lot of his obsessions and a lot of his interests, uh, a lot of his personality. Um, it's a very touching movie. I think that's the thing. I think that uh, when you think David Cronenberg, maybe you don't think of a guy who really makes, you know, heart rending uh, films, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like his like crash is a very cold yeah. movie about, you know, sex, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of the, the uh, opposite there. Um, but that seems to be like what he does. He's kind of cold and calculated in his construction or abstract, but this one seems very human 
um, very relatable. Ironically, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, he treated it serious, I guess. You know, when you, you when you're talking about the the subject, I guess it does kind of. You know, we're horror fans, so we see this kind of stuff all the time. But I mean, when you're playing with a big budget, you know, movie, especially in 1986, I think this is probably a gamble for a lot of people who are involved. And so that's why I'm like, well, it stood the test of time. It's one of the best horror movies, one of the best science fiction movies. Uh, I'd say it's one of the best dramas to me, you know, that I've ever seen. Um, definitely a top, uh, you know, whatever it's, it's up there. Yeah. Um, the fear that I have is, um, there doesn't seem to be, I mean, obviously, you know, like we got a bunch of reader uh, listeners writing in, uh, who've seen it. Um, but I always assume that the people, you know, it's like, I saw it when I was too young to see it. Or yeah. I saw it many years ago. I was part of the wave that saw and appreciated this movie when it came out. And I don't know that the fly is still like, if you talk to, you know, younger uh, audiences today, know about it. You know, and then that leaves the door open to some Hollywood executive going like, well, you know, what we haven't tapped into. Blumhouse. We haven't done another yeah. remake of the floor. We've got to update yeah. it so they can relate to it. I'm like, no, this is a fucking perfect movie. I think it's a perfect movie. Yes. You know, if they remake um, it, it'll be like he's a superhero. You're the world's first superhero. It'll be something stupid like, yeah. It's gonna I be like mean, that. it's like this is you a perfect movie. You just got to learn how to control it. And as uh, Sean told you earlier, it's like uh, you, you can't make a, a remake unless you can do it better. And I don't think you can do. You can't. I mean, you can't do it better. Than, hopefully, I don't. Hopefully, that's why nobody's touched it yet yeah for they're because like, they're like we can't i can't do better yeah but what i thought that about a bunch of movies I mean, halloween i thought you couldn't do true. better i mean i, I will think get to that, that but we'll they would that. still <laughs> attempt it you know to remake it uh you know or the exorcist they they got remakes of that coming out all the horrid horrors hallowed grounds are being remade thank god they haven't come to the fly it's a perfect movie you should watch it. Michaela, what do you think? I'll show it to my son just to continue on. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Please, yeah, you gotta, please yeah. continue his legacy. Yeah. No, I think I agree, Colin. I think it's a perfect movie. I think that I totally forgot how funny it was. Like, it is I totally funny. forgot yeah. how funny. I legit laughed out loud a few times watching this movie because you just all when you think of this movie, you just like your your gut thinks first. You like your stomach hurts first because <laughs> yeah. you think of all the puke and the gross stuff and the viscousness and it. But you forget that it's also a really heartfelt movie and a really funny movie. It it really is like a hat trick of a perfect movie in that sense. And I I love that these two people seem like very real and normal people and not necessarily like movie stars. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like these feel like yeah. real people. Yeah. And I that's I feel like we don't get real people. Everyone's like a model in movies now and you don't mm-hmm. not that these people aren't attractive, but like they're more conventionally attractive. Yeah. They're attainable, right? Yes. Like, yeah. um, and I just, and their real chemistry comes through on screen, I think. And I just like, it's a, it's a perfect moment in time that is like, we are so lucky to have. And so I think you, yeah, you got to watch it, but I feel like no, know, know what you're getting into when you're going to watch it, which if yeah. you're familiar with Cronenberg, it shouldn't be a surprise, but yeah. you know, um, this is not, not some Phantom of the Opera type, you know, buttoned up classy movie even if it is an opera it, this is dirty and gross and mm-hmm. sticky and it just really shows you the ugly sides of everything but so. aren't humans gross and yeah sticky and yes. Yes. just warts and all in this yeah. movie mm-hmm. and I mean, look it, at that poster yeah i think <laughs> it's a class <laughs> act right that's art. great if, yeah movie but art Con, right there. i think part of the problem with this movie when it comes to like <sighs> keeping it alive in the culture and whatnot is like there is not good iconography from this movie that you can put on like shirts and stuff 
Like, there's not much because there's not much in the movie. It's like the pods, Goldblum and Gina Davis. And that's like it. And the monster. It, yeah. Like, yeah. but, um, you know, like Halloween has a million different things you can put on a shirt. And that's why they can endlessly make merch. You can put a pumpkin merch. on a shirt and be yeah. like, Halloween. People yeah. are going to know what I have a that shirt is. that is literally just a Halloween font and it says produced by Deborah Hill. Like, well, I yeah, have yeah. that shirt, you know, like, so like, but even if you just think about with Halloween, the pumpkin, the knife, the tombstone, that Michael with the glasses and the sheet, regular Michael, there's so many different action figures of like Halloween, right? Whereas this, you have like there's like five characters tops in this movie you know action figure i'm sure neca's got something i would kill right? for you one know? that will shed and maybe yes. <laughs> and maybe it's a rights <laughs> thing Turn too maybe, maybe maybe there's not a lot of licensing options for you know this movie too because i know that sometimes companies will get licensing deals and then the licensing is so strict that they can't actually do anything like yeah. uh fright rags had said one time they finally got licensing for die hard and they said, okay, you can't show the building and you can't show Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. It's literally but, you, but we're still going to license. We still have licensing, so go make a dime oh, yeah. picture. Well, yeah. I've heard that yeah. on uh, uh, Shout Factory, yeah. I think, at one point was saying, like, if you look at their post, you know, whatever, their, yeah. their artwork that's done for their movies, if you can't see the character's face, yes. it was because they yeah. didn't have the license. To so yeah, we're looking at you, what? Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. Yep. <laughs> Took so, off Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger off the front. Right. So who knows what the deal is with this movie, if that's something like that. But yeah, I don't see a lot of companies like... I've seen a few, but not nearly... As many for like the slashers making like t-shirts and merch and stuff, but it, this so would be perfect. dive into this opportunity. Yeah, just the, just the pod, no words or anything, just the it, pod with the hand and the leg coming uh -huh. out. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's you, beautiful. Oh, there is a fly action oh, the figure. Fly, yeah, yeah, oh, there's one excellent. of these. Yeah. The fly yeah. uh, movie yeah. maniacs, yeah. Todd McFarlane. Oh, I don't have the fly. You yeah. need one yeah. for. I got them up all over the yeah. wall here. Yes. I don't have the fly. So, so Damn. there That's are awesome. yeah, oh, does I mean, it come with puking action? That'd be great. <laughs> so freak show approved <laughs> for the fly. That's right. So contractually that means you have to watch it, but the irony is you've already seen it because you are right up on top of the greatest horror oh God, movies of all fly. time. It's just a fly action figure. <laughs> oh there yeah, you go. Like, no. <laughs> That's that's like the fog action yeah, yeah. yeah. just cotton yeah. with fog yeah. or the invisible man with yeah. nothing yeah. in yeah. it. Yeah. This one's just for fun. Love yeah. It. Love it. That's a novelty. Yeah. All right. Well, we got three more of the movies that you chose for us to watch uh, this month. So the next one is going to be <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Barbarian. Yeah. 2021's Barbarian. The reason uh, we didn't talk about it very much on our end of year. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So We're we talk about it now. Yeah, that's right. So a whole episode on Barbarian. You're going to find out all about it. So uh, tune in for that next week. And uh, we hope you'll join us. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark. <laughs>